0: Welcome to the Athlon Sports Coverage Podcast here on AthlonSports.com. His name is Mitch Light. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow him on the Twitters, at Athlon Mitch. You can follow me, at Braden at Athlon Sports. Mitch, where can people buy magazines? Because they can buy them now, right? Um, yeah, maybe? Maybe. Depends on where you're I think you live. Have you hit refresh enough times between the last podcast and well, this like podcast? Physi-
1: no, you can buy them on the website, store. That's all but, that matters. But, um, you know, by the time several people i'm hoping more than several people listen by the time several people have listened to this they will be out on newsstands at their Mm. local bookstores if you go to a bookstore i'm a digital newsstand grocery grocery store new you know wherever
0: am i weird that i like the digital newsstand but i want to hold it in my hand to read it you're weird like well no you read you and i both read a lot of books I prefer, I've I don't like, several books that I don't like reading digital books. For three years you've had? On my iPad or my no, Kindle. I don't, I don't like, like it at all. I want to hold the book. I also like of accomplishment. But I don't want to go to the newsstand. I want it to just show up at my house. That's well, pretty normal, right? Easy.
1: No, I mean, I don't know. What, how is Amazon I don't buy life? a lot of magazines because I get the ones here for free right, and right. I subscribe to the other ones we get here. So, uh, But I like buying books, you know. Okay. Like my wife will read
0: a book on her iPhone, and uh, I can't do that. No sense of a
1: like; she has no idea where like a chapter's going to end. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
0: um, no, I, I'm all about. Uh, I just got back from the beach. I'm all about holding the book in my hand and reading it and finishing it and then giving it to someone and then getting another one. Is that, that that's that. That's, I've that's, asked
1: to borrow a book from you, and you're like, "I'm still reading." I was it after reading. Three it. Years. You
0: asked the one I was reading, and I'm almost done. I'm I'm I'm, I'm almost done. But it's I'm literally um, been three years. I have like nine books that I, I'm very strange when it comes to reading, um, and many other weird things. weird and strange. Um, right. I. I, I have nine books that I'm reading currently, and they just sort of just happen. Um, okay, so uh, Athlonsports.com slash store. You go there, order the magazines, any cover you want, um, it's all the different Power 5 teams. I don't want to – how many dif- How many did not get a cover, Power 5 teams? We actually cut down on our covers this year. Oh. We did. We, we made okay. a, um, a – select so, so like, like, moment of silence? Yeah. Pour one we, out? We
1: went from, like, 50-ish college football to, like, you know, 30 – 35 So
0: pour one out for Oregon State.
1: Yeah, quite, quite frankly, um, there's some schools and in in some conferences, I'm looking at you, Pac-12, <laughs> where the magazine doesn't sell as well, and for years we've gone with the, hey, we're giving you your own cover, we're going to make we tra- We did everything on we On newsstands, and as an editorial staff, we would love to continue to keep doing that, but the numbers just aren't there to support it. So we kind of consolidated. Looking at you, Pac-12. we consolidated some covers.
0: <laughs> I like that. Uh, one of the biggest features in that magazine, should you order it now, which, of course, you are doing, um, of course, is um, looking at all the, t- the starting quarterbacks in college football. It's the most important position on the field. So we're going to get into the rankings. You did a – it was published on the website, so you can follow along on the website as well. You did a radio interview on Feinbaum last week, and – Got some pushback, so we'll get to that, and we're, we're really going to dive into this sort of ranking the quarterbacks 1 to 130 in college football. We'll, we'll do some conference breakdowns, some mid-major stuff. One of those guys, though, however, I want to get to this um, before we get into that discussion, which will be majority of the podcast today. Two real quick things I want to get to. Um, first of all, the passing of SEC Commissioner Mike Slive, I, I think it's hard to... Um, it's almost hard to describe. I don't know what your interaction was, was like with, with him. I've interacted with him a bunch over the years. None. And I, I will say that it's, very, it's a very strange combination of grace, um, kindness, um, softness, and power all at the same time. Very str- You would never none know. None of those four apply to you, by the way. Right. Of course not. None like, you, would just, it's just a, it's a, you don't meet a lot of people that are extraordinarily powerful, extraordinarily successful, extraordinarily intelligent, and that you don't know it when you meet them. Right, and I unassuming. think unassuming. And I think unassuming is a great word for it. He, you know, presided over eighty-one championships. The, the 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 SEC network expansion of two teams into the SEC. His revenue went from ninety-five million a year for the conference to four hundred fifty-five million per year over his tenure during that time. And was it, him and Jim Delaney essentially are the two most powerful men in modern college football. So um, I also think because he is such a a nice guy and a well-respected human. Also started a cancer research foundation. I thought it was worth mentioning. Um, I think Jim Delaney and Mike Sliver are arguably the two most influential human beings on college football in the in the modern yeah, era. Yeah,
1: the the money is where it is in in college sports, basically because of those two a large region because of those two guys and just very forward thinking. And um, you know, Twitter the last couple of days has been just full of a lot of media members who knew him well just cannot don't have enough good things to say about the guy.
0: Yeah, it's. It's pretty remarkable. I mean, again, and it's not a knock on Greg Sankey because I think Greg Sankey also is a, a very genuine, nice guy as well. But he sort of has a, you know, he's six three and runs marathons, and he sort of looks and walks and talks also, and acts like a the, modern the CEO. SEC, and, you know, powerful guy, right? But the commis- he could physically beat you up, Mitch. The, uh, Mike's, Mike's life could, not. could have too. Uh, you, could, you could take Mike. The,
1: the 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 job of commissioner of the SEC is such a powerful job now because of Mike's life. So it's like we we look at Greg Sankey differently, I think, just because. Like, it's it, it's become such a, you know, when when Mike Slav got the job, sure, it was, it was a power conference, it was SEC commissioner was a big deal, but it wasn't like, didn't have the influence that that job does now. And, and cl- so I just think we look at Greg Sankey, Sankey differently. No, I
0: agree with that. And and part of that is because of Jim Delaney and Mike Slav. I also think John Swafford is sort of taken over as number three, probably, right? I mean, just the things he's done with the ACC um, deserve a lot of credit. He's a guy who's done a, a, you know, he, how many layers of expansion did the ACC go through bringing in Notre Dame, they're launching their network so he gets a ton- Bob Bowlesby, Larry Scott. The, the Pac twelve network certainly not as successful as the other networks. Because I can't watch it. Um Bob Bowlesby, of course, is it feels like he's holding his conference together, you know, with toothpicks and bubblegum. I I don't know where I think Larry Scott was viewed as very innovative when he took the job. And I'm not you, has that changed for you at all? In, no,
1: I don't think so. I mean I I've I think still right very now, much I mean okay. They, they're they're sort the of power like, brokers of our. It's sport. sort of it's sort of like you know they talk about pro sports or NFL owners. There's only 32 of them, so it's still an important job and it's still a powerful person. But you know, compared to the others, he's he's not in the same right. Field. Right. So, uh, do you
0: know where uh, Mike's live was before he came to the SEC? He he launched two other conferences. Um, he was the commissioner of the, he launched and was the founding commissioner of Conference USA, yes, yes. Uh, as well as the not the Mountain West, but. The Midwest – I, I only know that he came he, from the he, he founded two conferences, Um was the founding commissioner of two leagues before he became the commissioner of the SEC. Um And, again, it, it, Jim Delaney and Mike Slive. I, I, and, and if you want to go deeper into the SEC, who's the most important person in SEC history? I think it's Mike Slive 1, Jimmy Sexton 2. Maybe Nick Saban, three Spurrier, Roy Kramer. Roy Kramer was beloved. I don't know. You know, there were some doubts about the championship game thing he was putting into place. It wasn't really his idea. He stole it from some some. Right. Some it seems some like Roy Kramer just and, and Roy Kramer just kind of presided, presided over the league
1: and did a fine job. And then Mike Slave came in and said, "Move over buddy Here's where we can really take it, it.
0: exactly." And Jim Delaney's just been around for so long. Like he's been the commissioner since what 1989. I think. That's insanity. Yeah. Like He's been around... That was pre-Penn State. He was in charge of bringing Penn State in. So You know, his, his um, college roommate... A little bit of tribute for you.
1: Co- his college roommate, former SEC basketball coach
0: at two schools. Um, Former SEC basketball coach. At so two not schools. not currently... One was my ACC. alma mater, and one
1: is the University of South Carolina. Eddie Fogler. Yes. Yeah. They are college
0: roommates at You North didn't Carolina. think I was going to get that.
1: Well, I mean, I told you... Chapel Hill. School, yeah. So they, they were Yeah, but yeah. I,
0: you'd have to know Jim Delaney went to North Carolina, yeah. which I did. I i would not have gotten eddie fogler until you gave me the vanderbilt, South, <laughs> exactly. vanderbilt one um, all right so uh, r.i.p mike Slive, very very important dude no question about it and i think a, a really nice guy and, and i think earned um, some coverage today on the podcast so i wanted to say that uh all right read our trivia you want to do trivia because so we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna you give give have away a trivia
1: question i have a trivia question because my trivia question you're, uh, you're just
0: doing boring old regular trivia is related to that with the sort of in a way the thing i just brought up so but you go first so, here's what I want to do, because you said last time, and we did this last year, that we want to give away magazines on the podcast, which we are going to do. And um, we did some during this season, I believe. And just, I think I mentioned
1: this last week, everyone who won some, earned, won some magazines. I've got your name written down right by my desk. I don't have my office copies yet. When I get them in, I will mail them out awesome. next week or so. So,
0: if you earned them, you will get them. We 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 are men of our words, uh, if nothing else. Um, so, I, I would like to reward loyalty to our listening audience. We've had a a loyal bunch of Cover Two Potters for a while, and we are just extremely grateful and appreciative of how long many of you have been with us. So what I am going to do every week on this podcast for the next couple of months is come up with trivia questions that have nothing to do with college football and only to do with our podcast. So you have to know our podcast to get the questions right. Also, you need to... Be subscribed to the podcast. You can't, like, you can't look this up on the well, internet. This is not the yeah, You can't hits. look it up on the internet. And, and you also have to subscribe because, again, it's first come, first serve. So it means you have push notification on your phone that pops up when our podcast goes live because we're not very good about giving it to you in the same time every week, which we're going to be better. We're going to try to be better now about. whose fault is that? Moving forward. Uh, both, but mostly Yours, me. Yes. Um, so we, we will be better about post- posting it more regularly during the week, during the off-season. Um, so this will reward people who listen early and people who have listened for a long time. That is, that is my goal with this question. So my first trivia question. Uh, what, 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 what will they win? You'll win a national magazine, which covers all 130 teams. My favorite magazine. And any other regional magazine of your choice. So whoever your favorite team is, if your favorite team is West Virginia, or you know, if you're there in the SEC or the ACC or whatever, you'll get your favorite, you'll get your favorite magazine, whatever, whatever league you want with whatever cover you want. Uh, so you get two magazines, a prize pack worth. Tell them what, Mitch. About 16 bucks, um, right? Eighteen bucks, more than that, 18 Plus tax yeah, yeah. and shipping? Yeah. It's about 20 A little bit, we'll say $20. A personal touch. You know, you can't you yeah. to throw some of that in. Yeah. Uh, Mitch will do a handwritten letter to the editor mm. just to you. No, <laughs> I won't. <Okay. laughs> so, my trivia question is, there is a television show. I have been begging Mitch Light to watch. Imploring. For probably two football seasons now. There is literally zero reason... For Mitch Light not to watch this, there, other now than spite. There is, but I won't I don't want to give away any <laughs> clues. <laughs> no clues. There has been generally just a, a spiteful Mitch Light towards my recommendation about one particular television show. It's an hour long drama. And I have how many clues are you gonna give? That's it. I have <laughs> I have asked Mitch, implored, begged, pleaded with him to watch this show for probably over a year now. He has chosen not to. I believe out of spite. what is the name of the television show first one to tweet you have to put both of us very simple at Athlon Mitch at Braden Gall put both of us in your in your tweet the name of the television show and it will be time stamped and the first person who tweets us the name of the television show that I've been begging Mitch to watch that he refuses to watch will get two not one two Athlon Sports magazines.
1: can I come up with one of these for next week
0: it has to be podcast related, right? Yes. Now
1: I, I have a, I have many of them. I've <laughs> I've gone way off the rails here with a college football trivia question. Sorry to, I know what. Sorry to ruin the podcast. The, the,
0: the audacity of I you know. doing a college football trivia question. Okay. About, about college football.
1: See if you know any of these. Up, obviously, you can't say it. I know, I can't. Okay, go ahead. There are. It's not just fun. Four Power Five head coaches who are coaching in the same league but not at their alma mater in the same league as their alma mater, but they're not coaching at their alma mater. So okay. It's,
0: it's okay. All right. So that is the question. Same, in, same rules, right? Yes. First person to tweet at Athlon, Mitch at Braden gall. The answer to that question will also receive what? Same thing.
1: A prize pack. A that prize includes pack. a national cultural magazine and the regional magazine of your choice.
0: So not a new car. No. Okay. So two magazines tweet at Mitch light, at Braden Gall. You got to tag us both in that tweet. So we see the timestamp. There will be no debate about timestamping. And look at that. We just gave away four magazines. How about and, that? And, and we'll I do this will, every week. I will.
1: So. W- one thing about the question. It is their alma mater. That's kind of a hint. One of them, I think, was a walk-on. He played for one year. So don't come at me and say, well, he didn't play. The, these, these I can tell you it's not Dabo
0: Sweeney. <laughs> no. He's Although they're pretty much in the same they're, league. They're in the same league. <laughs> That's the same yeah, conference. They're in the same playoff every year. Yes. Um, all right, so. There you go. So, speaking of Alabama and the national championship and, and Nick Saban, all right, let's 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 quickly get into this because you and I got into a heated debate before the podcast, genuinely heated debate about U- you're annoying. UCF, Scott Frost, Nebraska, Alabama, I guess Nick Saban. I didn't actually see the press conference. I was at the beach, but apparently Nick Saban got a little miffed by people asking him about UCF, and then Scott Frost has responded. Mackenzie Milton went back and forth with Greg McElroy. Mackenzie um, Milton, the quarterback at UCF, who's number five in our rankings this year. We'll get to that in a second. It's going to be Mackenzie McElroy. Uh, he basically told Greg McElroy like, your career is dust, um, to which I looked at that and I said, good on you, man. Greg McElroy shouldn't be – I mean, I, just, I actually talked to Greg about this. I, I said, do you really believe Auburn would dust UCF if they play in the playoff? I, I agree with him. He said, yes, I agree with him. That's a hard sell right, to the players because <laughs> they, lost the, game. they <laughs> lost the game. That's a hard sell. Um, I know what he meant by it, but then to – say, Greg McElroy's career is dust is quite comical because one of you, two of you quarterbacks, has an actual national championship ring, and right. it's the guy from Alabama, not the guy from UCF. So now, like, is this old? Is this boring? Is this amazing and exciting? Are you tired of this? I like that Scott Frost is chiming in, defending his former players. I think it's hilarious and taking but jabs at
1: Alabama. He originally didn't. De- originally, he kind of, and I don't have all the quotes in front of me. Originally, he was like, yeah, I get why some, you know, he goes, I don't, basically, Scott Frost's point, is I don't know if I would have taken it this far if I was still at school. Like, good for them, right? but I I don't know if I I would have been fully on board. Which is smart by them
0: to not poke the
1: Alabama bear. I'm just tired of it. Like, I get why UCF does it. Good for them. I get why
0: it annoys some people. This is is the message I tell a lot of fans. Don't take the bait. Yeah. Don't take the bait. If you're an Alabama fan, don't take the bait. Like, no. Who cares? Okay,
1: I want to say no. 99.7% of rational college football fans don't think UCF won the
0: national championship. No no not 100%. Yeah, there's some people out there that probably. Those people are those aren't people. They they're not real. <laughs> they're not real. Listen, I think what to your point, I think what UCF has done is sheer marketing brilliance. They have capitalized in some way shape or form on nothing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and turned it but into something. But at some something. point move on. Uh, uh, maybe. But, but they're, they're not doing know. anything. Like No, they're not. This latest round Greg McElroy is the one who started all this and conversation. You're right.
1: It's not like they sent
0: out another press release. Oh, by the way, we right. won it, we won. No, it was brilliant marketing. They've, you know, The numbers, the estimates are all over the place and the hundreds of millions of dollars worth of coverage, media coverage for this team, as we now talk about it again on the podcast. It, it's brilliance for UCF. The, the advice to Alabama fans and every other fan base that ever gets a bad column written about them is don't take the bait. Like Point to the score. Like, you are the national champs five times since 2009. Who cares what little UCF says or does? Or even what the Nebraska coach has to say. Right. Like, who cares? You do count a lot of championships, Alabama. That's kind of funny line by Scott Frost. I'd be careful who I the, poke. And the funny better.
1: thing about this is like Auburn could have ended all
0: this talk. Auburn, Alabama's <laughs> right. rival. Just right. They would have won the game. Oh, man. I just think it's awesome to watch fan bases get all riled up over stuff that is like factually not a thing. Like it's not a thing that UCF won the title. It's just a marketing ploy, which is brilliant. But it's just, I don't know. I'm not tired of it yet cuz now Sabin and Frost I'm, I I like it that that's there's another chapter that's now taking place. If something uh, happened so the it. last couple of days along the lines
1: where like just a fan base just it's just in the world I wish I could think of it like in the world we live in just
0: relax dude. It just I know. Don't take just, the bait. Yeah, uh, I this be. is this is like when some guy from like your like you're you're a fan of a team and your team goes on the road and plays in an environment and then the columnist goes like yeah it's great but it's not as good as ours. That's his job to write that. So don't. If you're the fan of the other team, don't click on it. Don't read it. Don't take the bait. Just do whatever you do at your favorite sporting teams' games and enjoy yourself. Like, don't don't listen to it. It's this is a click world that we live in. Don't don't click on stuff. So, um, I Alabama fans, who cares? Like, (laughs) of all the fan bases, they should right. Who cares what anybody thinks? Who cares? Um, all right. So speaking of Alabama fan bases, you were on Finebom. Would you like to rant? first do you want to start this because we're this is sure. we are now into the quarterbacks portion so, of the podcast yeah, so we um we're going to talk about nothing but quarterbacks from here on out going into
1: 2018. In the uh, magazine Stephen Lassen fellow editor and I put together mostly Stephen Lassen but like he runs it by me I'm like yeah you're not you know this looks good you're not crazy or I have some suggestions to move some stuff around uh quarterback rankings it's kind of fun we project re-rank we all 130 projected starters which is a key we're not we're pro- we're not projecting Jalen Hurts to start Alabama if we you know he is a better quarterback than than uh, shy shy Warts at Georgia Southern. I think maybe not <laughs> that triple option. So like he would obviously be ranked. I'm higher.
0: assuming Jalen Hurts could execute that offense fairly well. I would think
1: so. Yes. Um. So w- this was published on our website in advance of the magazine with some mm-hmm. tweaks um, from what you'll see in the magazine. And I was asked to go on. You know, Paul Feinbaum, like, we're, we're looking for off-season content. He, he's got four hours to fill every day of college football, <laughs> so he's
0: looking for content. Phyllis so, can't fill the whole four so, hours. So
1: he asked um, me to go on to talk about our quarterback rankings, kind of skewed towards the SEC. But so sure. it was only on for like eight or ten minutes. It was a good spot. He called me one of his favorite new guests. Oh. Um, so, but <laughs> I'm glad it, you got that in there. And a big deal on Twitter once they posted it was that we had Tua Tagovailoa second overall on our quarterback rankings ranking 130 projected starters and that was a big deal like people were arguing back and forth about that and, and and I get it I I see why that's a that's a it's we're all in like I get it we're all we think he's going to start we it's right. Steve and I we both did this our top 5 independently and we both had him number 2 so it wasn't like we did had to you have con- the same number 1 uh yes we'll so, get to that in a second so we didn't have to convince each other and like interesting I, you know I saw him in person. It was only in mop up time, but he is one of, he was just a breathtaking athlete, just so smooth. And I just think and then so a lot of breathtaking athlete. A lot of Ooh. people that were coming and then you get you what happens I'm sure happens to you more because you're on the radio more It's like you get in the middle of Twitter arguments between two fan bases. Oh, and you're yeah. just in the middle it's of it's so I don't know no, if they are <laughs> like yelling at me or, or not. So but so it's I heard so a just yelling. So many fans. Like Tennessee we have um uh Keller Christ. Keller Christ. I was going to call him Paul Christ. Keller Christ ranked for Tennessee. Not Dane Christ. This this Tennessee fan was not complaining about where we had him ranked. He was just like, get your facts straight. He hasn't even named starting quarterback yet. How can you rank him? I was like, the point is, it's a projection. So, like, everything that we do, everything that, you know, in the magazine we're projecting for next season. Do you want us to put Jared Garantano just because he started the last game so all we can do is rank the 130 people that started the previous game? So, like, there's a lot of – talk like that just do your research you idiot like Drew Locke's going to be the number 1 pick in the draft how come he's not number 1 well this is for college ranking this is not ranking you
0: are many things and yes. i would like to point out all of those negative things yeah. as i as i en- thoroughly enjoy as you do to me um lack of research isn't one of them right
1: and, and i we don't do things and this might surprise some people we don't do things it's especially in the magazine for like attention or click- No, like I don't like getting yelled at. I, I, you know, I don't want to get. I, we, we, we want to be right. We want to get. We want to be have rational thoughts and stuff. So we don't do things just to be crazy. So, like, unlike I did, I most
0: news news organizations, right. we have a fact checking department right. that it goes through a it goes through a rigorous fact checking process. Do not understand the point of the exercise is to complain about where Keller Christ is located right. and not being on campus right. yet. So they, I, they don't understand the point of the exercise. Right. I, I get why some people might think... We are projecting Tua Valo to be the starter at Alabama. Yeah. And if he is the starter, this is where we think he should be
1: ranked. And, and a lot of people came back it's and said, Well, to understand. well you know, you're going off one, one, one half of uh, action against Georgia, and it was a busted coverage, the play that won the game. I was like, well, first we of all... We know all of this. First of all, he played more than one game. And I know it was in mop of time. And... He was thrown into a game, a national championship game, with his team losing against one of the two or three best defenses in the country. So when he starts during the year against defenses that aren't Georgia, <laughs> don't you think he's going to have really, really good games? I listen. So I, did, I, I think you're, I think that you're that def, number two. Your
0: defensive Tua is very simple. You you're all in on him, right? And that's we, fine. We there's we think nothing he's going else to be awesome. There's nothing more to that. It's the way I felt, and and I'll take this. It's the way I felt the very first second, and you were, you, I was around you. I was working for you at the time. There's three players that stand out to me as freshman quarterbacks that I just watched, and and maybe there's a fourth one that I just watched, and I think you were around me when I saw him because I we had these we have these weird inner office competitions where it's like who was on a guy first. Right. Like I saw this guy first. I think he's amazing. I got I brought him into the you know I brought him into the office. I think he's going to be great. Do coaches a lot too. Like. There are, and you're you're way bigger on the coaches thing than I am. I I, I there are three players that stand out to me. That struck me as similarly as Tua Tonga vailoa did in the in the championship game, Russell Wilson for NC State, Marcus Mariota at Oregon as a redshirt freshman, and um, now I'm trying to like Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. when he came in midseason for Clemson, and maybe Andrew Luck to some degree where you just he redshirted it and then we we heard about this big time recruit and then you just watch the field and you go holy balls, that guy's better than everybody yeah, else. I, that's, that's just what it is. It's just it's you looked at him, and you watched him in person. You saw him on the national title game, and you just look at him, and you go, that dude's just better than everybody else. And we may be wrong. Right. Sure. But, but part of this is, is There projected. are feelings you get when you watch a player, right. and you're just going, whoa. And again, the only times I've ever had that are, are the names I've talked about. Russell Wilson, Marcus Mariota, Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck. And now I'm the same. I'm with you. I, Tua Tonga Valoa is a guy that I looked at, and I said, he's just better than everybody else. Right. Uh, funny story going back about quarterback about quarterback. Except for you don't have him number one.
1: <laughs> quarterback projections and, and and media backlash. So this is before the Twitter. Was world. this
0: your version of my War Eagles? Like me getting, well, like so, Auburn fans yelling at me no, for no, being no. complimentary to their team.
1: No, no, no. So when did you start here? Two thousand seven. Okay, so it's a couple years before you got there. So I don't remember the year, and there probably was. I mean, I remember the year. I don't remember the competitions. Two thousand and five. We named Jay Cutler as our first team All ncc quarterback. in in the SEC you know we don't name a preseason offensive player of the year that would have been post Eli Manning yes so you know we're here in Nashville obviously and I went to Vanderbilt and another editor here went to Vanderbilt but we we were objective and all our stuff but I'd seen literally all of his games and I said you know what? I know the team's only won two games the last three years but he is a really really good quarterback and he's got a skill set and again I'd have to go back and look maybe there weren't a lot of other you know maybe it was a down year for quarterbacks so I didn't think anything of it just thought he's our first columnist in Birmingham (laughs) <laughs> this, again, this is before Twitter.
0: John Parker Wilson is not number one? It might have been him.
1: Ripped us apart for being a bunch of homers... And Jay Cutler's teams, all this, whatever.
0: Did we get ripped for not having Tyler Wilson? Well, no. One time too, Arkansas. Yeah. So Jay Cutler goes on to win SEC Offensive Player of the Year. <laughs> I had this,
1: the thing, the article cut out. Oh, I, you're, I, I so f- you're so I petty. You're so petty.
0: You're Bryce Petty.
1: I cut, I cut it out. Just had it on my wall, and it's like, you know what? So every, every once in a while, we know what we're talking about. So um, <laughs> that's
0: hilarious that you cut that out. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely remember Tyler Wilson, the starting quarterback at Arkansas. We had him third team All SEC one year uh, to I start was, the season. Because I think it was was it Aaron Murray maybe it was, and that was a good year for quarterbacks. Right, it was they were the reason we didn't have Tyler Wilson first or second team All SEC is the other guys were like first and second team All Americans. Right, and and I, I the name of the guy will remain off the record because I like the guy and I right. think he does they, a very good, job. very good job. Um, but we were ripped apart for not having Tyler Wilson. As Can a, I remember no, the interview no, segment I did? Don't give no no. This, no but do
1: you remember the, what happened in the segment? Um, so I was asked about what my qualifications were oh, to rank right. quarterbacks. <laughs> he goes, right. like Kirk Herbstreet. played
0: quarterback at Ohio. No, State. no,
1: Kirk Herbstreit went up and has Tyler Wilson. I said, if you're asking me if I played quarterback at Ohio State like Kirk Herbstreet, no, I did not. <laughs> but you know, I follow the sport very closely. So like, I
0: started in a new magazine called The Hustler. What do you got on me? What do you got on me there? My whole port- a true story, by the way. I
1: didn't start it. Oh. The Vanderbilt Hustler School oh. papers. What's, what, did like start, what did you start? What did You started something. It's called the Commodore
0: Report. My bad. The Commodore <laughs> Report, which, by the way, is a better name than the Hustler.
1: So, <laughs> but my whole thing is, like, if you have me on and you're going to rip apart my credentials, that's on you because you had
0: me on your radio show. That's a good point. That's a fair point. So. I, this is why I never understand why you rip me so much all the time, all my football takes. That's all personal. You're like, <laughs> <you're laughs> like Braden, I hate all your football takes. Let's do another podcast. Well, here's a classic Braden
1: <laughs> back in the day. Be like, it would be like, we do our rankings and come in in, like, mid-June. Oh, I really like Arizona this year. Then you come back in August. I don't like Arizona this year. It's, it, but, you, it, but it's a
0: meandering <laughs>
1: path of football but then, projection. But then you would go back and say, I told you I didn't it's like them. It's like,
0: a, it's, like, it's, it's like Thoreau walking through Yosemite. You have to contemplate these teams. Are you comparing yourself to Thoreau? Yes, basically. I am the Thoreau of college football projections in the summertime months where you sort of meander through the canyons of conference scheduling. <laughs> and you just – sometimes you change you your meander mind. meander through something. Sometimes you change your mind and sometimes you use performance you enhancing. On the, <laughs> on the beach? That was not her name. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. so Okay, who's your number one? We nope. have... I struggled with this in a big, big, big way. Because I don't agree with who the number one quarterback in the Big Ten is. So this is the thing. You and Steven Lassen did this list. You don't list. have
1: number one. Him number one. You
0: and Steven Lassen did this list. I am separate from well, this list. You had nothing to do with this. I had nothing to do with this. So uh, I don't disagree. And There's not really large things I disagree with here. I, I, by and large, this is a pretty do darn good you have good Josh place.
1: Love at 122 from San Jose State? At uh, 123.
0: I know. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I did write down a few names that I thought were a little undervalued, and some names I think are under overvalued. So number one on the list is Will Greer. Number two on the list is Tua Tungavailoa. Number three on the list, Trace McSorley of Penn State. Number four on the okay. list. Okay, yeah,
1: it's interesting. There's been po- there's been some editing. Oh, sorry. I should I need to call the website. We have Khalil Tate in the magazine now. Stephen tweaks. Th- he oh, what we, the heck? We yeah we
0: we we tweaked Stephen, I, w- I, I pulled the numbers off the website. No,
1: that, that's what we should do then.
0: Okay, so I have... Like, Khalil, I, I Khalil did ask Tate, Steven, like, what happened to So you the, just told everybody. So, <laughs> Khalil Tate, number well, four. Well, I don't want
1: someone to have the magazine, you know, that's this in a week.
0: Khalil Tate, number four. Mackenzie Milton, number five. Drew Locke, number six. Jake Browning, number seven. Uh, Justin Herbert, number eight. Jared Stidham, excuse me, Stidham, number nine. Nick Fitzgerald, number ten. I get a question. That's what, the top what ten.
1: If... Justin Herbert is a grad transfer to LSU in three years. Will he just a <laughs> bear?
0: Yeah, we'll just change his name. Yes, uh, it's like Geisman we'll and Thiesman. It's, yeah, sure. Uh, so my first thought is: okay, Who do you have number one in the Big Ten? I, I think Brian Lewerke. Lewerke. I think Brian Lewerke is the best quarterback in the league. Now, I like Trace McSorley really a really lot. Best it's, I you know, like Trace McSorley a lot too. Yeah. Um, no Joe Moorhead, no That's, Saquon Barkley, no Deshaun Hamilton, no Mike Geseki. I, I think you. I think you are. There's a you're at the bar and you see potential I, down the road. You're not. We <laughs> you have an established. i on beer goggles for Big Ten quarterbacks. Is established suggesting? superstar. He's very good. He's very good. I, I yeah. he, mostly what I'm at. I think you're taking him for granted. Mostly where I'm at here is I think Brian Lewerke at number twelve is vastly underrated. Could be. I think he should be higher than As that. As
1: with a lot of rankings, and this one more than anything we do, probably
0: he's number twelve. By the way, you can look at this a week later and be like, "What was I thinking?" Cause here, because here, so here's who I would have. I, I would not have Mackenzie Milton in my top ten. Um, But that is because, again, no disrespect to McKenzie. Don't tweet me. I'm sorry. I think you're great. championship quarterback. I I think the level of competition is just different. And I think going up against Big Ten East competition, Brian Lewerke, or, for example, Jake Fromm leading his team to the national championship game as a true freshman, I think the accomplishments and the skill and the talent and the quality of opponent are are greater. I would have both of them a little bit higher. Nick Fitzgerald, actually, you you know I love, would have out of the top ten as well. Because of injuries, and we don't—I don't know what, how he fits with Joe Moorhead. So that the two okay, I would I take out: Milton and Fitzgerald. I the two I'd put in from and and La A fair point on Milton. It's tough to evaluate
1: group of five quarterbacks. Now I will say, the guy we have—well, he's 16 on this list here. Um,
0: number 16 on the list: Mason Fine. Okay, no, North
1: Texas. Let me, I want to find him on the, number 18: Brent Stockstill. Doesn't pass the look test as no. far as. But I saw I've seen him in person the last three years doing sideline for Vanderbilt. I thought not necessarily this year, I thought last year he was the best quarterback I saw in person against what was a vic Including, v- including Chiu- vailoa No, two years ago. Like last Oh got sorry. Got two you. years ago. And like in, in Vanderbilt played some good teams, didn't play okay. you know. He just his accuracy, his control of the offense. So he's a guy that I think he, you could plug him in at all miss and he'd be he'd put up huge numbers. So I think it, while it's difficult to judge of five quarterbacks because of this because of the competition they play there's guys that you just watch them in person and they're fabulous and I think he's one of them and I think McKenzie Milton's one of them
0: so some things that stood out to me um, you know Mason Fine number 16 Brett Rippian at Boise State number 17 Brent Stockstill uh, Middle Tennessee State number 18 Justice Hanson Arkansas State 21 Um, there's a lot of mid-major quarterbacks Malcolm Perry Malcolm Perry at Navy uh, and then it goes on and on there are six quarterbacks in the top 22 from group of five does that feel about right to you or does that does this does that make this a really good class of mid-major quarterbacks are they just at the right places because we see the, the best team in the mountain west the best team in in you know um the aac like are they just at the right places and that's what makes it look like it's a really good collection of players or is there actually a a bunch of ben roethlisberger's in this group that's or, a, or whatever
1: i've a good ben roethlisberger story too that, that's uh not what you might think when no. I say good man okay. Rathausberger okay. story. So, um, that's a good question. Does that it, make sense? And very difficult to evaluate. So I just coincidentally have last year's magazine um, Ooh. right here. So top 25, group of five guys. Riley Ferguson, we had 25. I remember doing a talk. I, I went on Jeff uh, Calkins' show in Memphis because they were outra- outraged that I – Oh, he's twenty-fifth. He did throw
0: like a billion touchdowns.
1: Yeah, that's a lot. Um, We had Josh Allen, number 20. Way off there. Should have been number one, I guess. No, uh, no, like I number know. four. <laughs> Brett Ripien, you count. Mike White. What is that, th- four now? That's four. Mike White was pretty good. Stockstill. Five. Logan Woodside. Okay, six. And Quentin Flowers at number eight. Seven. So we had seven. Okay, so
0: more last year in the top 25 than this year. But again, that's that's um, one of the more difficult things to evaluate. 13 of the top 50 are, are from the mid-major group. So here are the numbers, the other things that struck me. Uh, number one, Will Greer. Uh, I guess my first okay. question is... Why did you settle on Will Greer? Uh, I, I like him a lot. I'm not sure I'd go number one with him, but the next best quarterback in the Big 12 was number 32, Charlie Brewer, for Baylor. So you, the Big 12 goes from one to 32 without a single player. Compare that to the other leagues, the SEC, two, six, nine, 10, 11, 14. which so is a big change. I mean, SEC six of the top four, six of the top 14. In the we, SEC. We've had
1: trouble filling out our all SEC teams in years past.
0: Three of the top eight are in the Pac 12. He'll take four. Jake Browning seven. Justin Herbert. Um, you know, you got four in the top twenty-five from the Big Ten. You got four in the top twenty-five from the ACC. One in the top twenty-five from the Big Twelve. So, a why will number will agree number one and B, what do you, who who are the other names in the Big Twelve that you expect? Because it seems like this Oklahoma situation is not settling itself out as quickly as we and, thought. And
1: that that's and Stephen can speak to this because he you know he really dives into all one thirty. But a lot of it, some guys are kind of downgraded. When we're not sure they're going to be the actual starter. Like Kyler Murray, we think is going to be the starter. If like he was named the starter after spring, he might be higher because we know, you know, starting quarterback of Oklahoma, especially playing for Lincoln Riley, with the weapons they have, it's going to be pretty good. Um, I just, Will, Will Greer was fantastic last year when he, when he was, his numbers were great. His team was very good. He's got great receivers, so he's going to put up good numbers. The team is going to compete. You know, I'm not as high on them as some other the people. De- the defense is
0: going to give up a lot of points, right, so the they should be line. Right. Yeah, very so, high-scoring so, so, games.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I think he, it's, it's a combination of how good he is and projected production. So, that's that's basically
0: where it is. Um, Who like, do you have, number one? I like Drew Locke a lot. Um, I think Tua Tungavailo is a better player than Drew Locke, but I would just dis- I, I I really struggled with this because Locke I don't feasted on some I know, bad th- bad com- teams. I yeah, know. And struggled
1: I know the team got better, but against Auburn earlier in the year, against South Carolina I believe. And, and, and Will Greer
0: Will Greer has moments where you just watch him throw the ball and you're like, Who are you throwing to, dude? So I, I think there there is no clear cut good number one. There are a lot of number twos. That's what I felt like when I read the sec- when I went through this exercise and tried to rank my own top 25, Like I could make the case for Jared Stidham at number two. I could make the case for Khalil Tate at number two. I could make the case for Trace McSorley at number two. I, I felt like there was a lot of guys. I, I felt like there were seven or eight guys all in the conversation for of, number one.
1: I got a lot of pushback. I did a radio interview in Salt Lake City uh, from Khalil, having Khalil Tate number one in the Pac-12. I did not obviously I, I didn't agree.
0: I actually I would have Jake Browning ahead of all, both of them. But that's because of what he gives me, which is sort of this boring consistency. <laughs> um, to which leads us to the, a question about who is the best quarterback. Because I don't think Will Greer is the best quarterback. I, I think he's not even on draft boards for a reason. Well, I don't care about that. Who, right. But who is the best quarterback in college football and ver- versus who is the most valuable quarterback in college football? And I want to beat you to the punch because I know what name you're going to tell me about valuable and I think we both agree that Justin Herbert at Oregon might be the most valuable quarterback in, the, in college football. The numbers don't lie with him. Like, <laughs> when he was in the lineup last year,
1: Oregon was good and off, very productive offensively, and they were awful when he wasn't. So
0: you can really – How make, many other teams, though, can you say – could you say that about West but, Virginia or – Right,
1: as, but we just know for a fact. But there's right. also times when guys get hurt, Iowa State, something happens. Some random dude shows up Kyle and came through yeah. sixth year or fifth year last year. I would argue that Will Greer is the most valuable, too, because – they were not good when he got hurt last year. And they don't have a you know, they don't have a proven their their hmm. backup quarterback's Jack Allison of Miami Florida. How good is
0: Missouri without Drew Locke?
1: I think they've got a system. Like I Jake think. Fromm's not valuable.
0: <laughs> they got Justin Fields. Right. And and t- Kelly t- Bryant and might we, not win the job. We said
1: this before we came on. Tua is not is not that valuable. He's no, might no, be the no, best no. quarterback in the I, country, I, but they've got a backup quarterback who, who I will
0: was, go all in more than you on Tua. I would have him at number one. Okay. I think he's the best quarterback in the country. And I I think he's number one, and but to your point, I think he's not even close to the most valuable. Right. So because you're Alabama, you have a great roster, and you got Jalen Hurts at least for now <laughs> on the roster.
1: Yeah, I think Drew Locke is. i do not. I don't want to call him a, a system quarterback, but they they they
0: would Khalil Tate be as valuable to his team as Justin Herbert is to his team? I think Tate's probably in that conversation. Yeah. So why would you get why'd you get pushback on Khalil Tate?
1: I don't know. Like you just say. Like, it wasn't as good of a pass. Like, he's like anybody, if you've seen him pass, like, and I, I have not seen a ton of Cleo Tate's games. I saw him play like three times last year, probably. I, you know, he put up good passing numbers. I can't sit here and tell you that he's the, the best thrower of the football, arm talent, as you like to say. Or, But I arm think talent, he, yes. you can't deny the numbers he put up, and his rushing stats are, are mind boggling. They
0: are. Um, another th- another couple things that struck me um is there any quarterback on this list that more impacts his team I guess valuables maybe the same way to put this the playoff picture because we all think Oregon's not necessarily in the playoff picture is there a quarterback on this list that more impacts the playoff picture in a positive or negative way based on his performance this year other than Shea Patterson like no, if she, a good one like I, if Shea Patterson is great Michigan is number one overall good right yes if Shea Patterson is average they're second or third place in their division, right? Is there an, is there a name on that list that more affects the playoff picture than Shea Patterson?
1: Not more. Um, I think there's some other guys. I think Jared Stidham can affect the playoff if he that's takes a good one. Yeah, in, That's a good in, one. You know that year two leap at Auburn. I think Jake Browning does. We're going to see Jake that's Browning good one. from you know two years ago. We're going to see Jake Browning from last year, who was good but not great. Trace McSorley.
0: I uh, totally. That's that's another good one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: the, the, Riley, the, 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 Riley Neal at Ball State. Basically, the Big Ten. <laughs> No. I was going to go with Gus Ragford. Ragland. <laughs> That's what I said. Miami. I got the F of <laughs> Ohio. Miami of Ohio. <laughs> um, so I just thought that was interesting. Uh, the other couple of number ACC, number one quarterback in the ACC, 13th overall. So Ryan Finley, the number one quarterback in the ACC at 13th overall, would be the sixth best quarterback in the SEC. Yeah, we struggled with that one. The fourth best quarterback me, in the let Pac-12. Let me, let me call
1: 20 on that one. We think at the end of the year, Trevor Lawrence could be top five on this list. I don't. We, I don't disagree. But I mean, we are projecting. It's a big time could be. We're projecting Kelly uh, Kelly Bryant as the starting quarterback.
0: Josh Jackson at nineteen. Point is, ACC one guy in the top fifteen. So the, we know that. Not a lot the, of turnover. The, you know. Yeah, we know that the quarterbacks in that league need to change. Um, uh, really underrated guys that stood out to me. Um, Take Marshall, I thought at Georgia Tech, yes. very underrated at forty. I thought you could have had him ahead of. I agree. Four or five no, other that's, guys. That's in the again, AC. one
1: of those that we look back. I look back a week. You know, you could do this list.
0: I like Marshall and like the. 30 range and around...
1: Come up with it, you know, do it two days later and come up with a different yeah. Here's a couple uh, guys... Clayton is,
0: Thorson also, I think, very underrated he from Northwestern was, at 37. Well but he's difficult because of the injury. But the injury there... I think Jake Bentley at 14. Strangely enough, actually underrated. So, I think oh, you could actually move it's up that's another there.
1: thing from my interview. Heard from a lot of South Carolina fans who hate him. He said he should be last on this list.
0: It, that is strange. Yes, I was like... Considering he was, everybody I've talked to so far is hyping up South Carolina. As you talked about when we did a podcast a couple of weeks ago, you said, which team is too overhyped in the SEC? And you said South Carolina... I'm already I'm already hearing from experts like the, the the SEC network guys and I've already interviewed these people and they're all like, yeah I think the team that's going to come out of nowhere and win the East is South Carolina and I'm going no we're not buying it no no Cover Two no, podcast no. Athlon slash Athlon Sports no, not buying it no no can no, I give you two not guys enough
1: talent can I give you two guys ranked below 60 that I think could really well am I going off script here
0: well um, a little bit because I think there's two guys that I want to use oh, as so long as you don't you want to talk not no me. no no as long as you don't include <laughs> two schools. <laughs> <laughs> so basically the point is you want to talk. Well, No, because th- I wanted to know. I wanted to ask you. I, I wanted to point out a, an interesting twist in our team rankings versus our quarterback rankings. Okay. Which is who are the best teams. I don't think these two guys will come up. Okay, in good. Position. Who are the best teams that have the biggest quarterback question marks? And that is, I think, a very interesting debate looking at this list. Um, so go ahead. If one of the, If you steal my thunder on t- these two guys, I'm going to be upset.
1: Okay, I think Kenny Pickett at Pittsburgh okay. was
0: great last year and could. I like the way he plays. Could really yeah yeah, yeah. be a, and, and very underrated on this. Jawan
1: Pass at Louisville, I think, is is more of a drop back okay. type of guy that that they've had there could be really good. I like both those.
0: Yeah, Sean Robinson at TCU
1: is you know. Okay, there you go. Okay. Now you,
0: there's your crossover into my into my discussion. Uh, I really like those both of those guys by the way. I really like uh, Pickett. I love the way he played near the end of the season. All right, so the five highest rated teams in our team rankings, in the top 30, that have the lowest-rated quarterbacks situation, right? So, number 17 in the country, Florida Gators. Maybe I'm giving that away. The number 17 team in the country, Florida Gators, have the 94th-rated quarterback in Felipe Franks. That is the highest-rated team with the lowest-rated quarterback. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I
1: think, I hope I don't contradict our rankings here. I think we believe, as a staff... Because we're high in Florida, that Florida will get better quarterback play than the number ninety fourth ranked right. quarterback. We just don't know who that's going to be. We think it's okay. going to be Frank's, and right now there's not enough of a. I, I
0: would have that. If, I would have that. I think Trask is going to be the starter. I'll, you heard it here first. I think Kyle Trask is going to be the starter, and I think he's in the fifties. Okay, that's what I would do. Um, that's my vote. If but I don't get one because it's a list, per- perfectly the list fair. Wasn't mine. Uh, number twenty first rated team in college football, the USC Trojans. JT Daniels, who is one of my guys in your list of guys that could way overachieve where he's ranked, at 67th. I would have mentioned him after Sean Robinson, but you (laughs) cut me off. Yeah. JT Daniels at 67, I think, has a chance to be a special, special player. He'll take his lumps as a freshman, but I think as a special, special player. Number 24, TCU, with Sean Robinson, 70th in the quarterback rankings. I was a little surprised by this one because they're a top 30 team. Okay. I was surprised by this. Number 29 in our rankings, FAU. Number seventy-eight in the quarterback rankings, DeAndre Johnson. That doesn't jive with me. That doesn't no jive. Well, a lot of that is don't yeah. know who it's going to be. It could be Chris Roberson
1: too. They they've got the Oklahoma transfer. Like right. I said earlier, if we really did not have a projected starter that we felt great about, we you were kind of downgraded a little bit.
0: That makes sense. Uh, and then of course Miles Brennan at LSU, the twenty-sixth rated LSU Tigers in the preseason rankings according to us, eighty-fifth. So the two highest-rated teams with the two lowest-rated quarterbacks are Florida and LSU. Go figure. Did you do the other way? Go figure. Who's the lowest-rated team with a good quarterback? Probably Arizona, maybe? I don't know.
1: Vanderbilt? Shermer? What's
0: Shermer on your list? We have a twenty four. Shermer's 24. Okay. Um, A non-projected bowl team with a top 25 quarterback. Is he the only one? Probably. No, but, I mean, not... No, so yeah, but twenty fourth isn't very high on the list. Yeah. Like if he'd been like ninth, then I would say it's clearly him. Um, yeah, as I'm looking at this, yeah, Bentley, well, everyone. No, I like that. I, yeah. I think Arizona to to have the number four rated quarterback to end up on a team that could be seven and five, right? They yeah. got a they got a pretty favorable schedule too. So that's probably up there. Um I also could see Will Greer ended up ended up going 8 and 4 <laughs> to be honest with you. Wouldn't be his fault though. Would not be surprised if they were 8 and 4 um in that category either. So, I uh, just thought that was interesting. Um look at teams that were really really that we sort of think highly of but their one big question is sort of the quarterback and, that, and, and that's Florida LSU about TCU this. and USC.
1: We've talked about this on previous podcasts. It's a huge storyline. I never I don't remember anything like this where all these elite teams now they've got good quarterbacks but the battle, the, how they're unsettled. Clemson, Alabama, Georgia. Three of our top four playoff teams have very intriguing quarterback positions,
0: uh, situations. I, you could argue that the backups, like if you, <laughs> this is going to sound bad because I'm going to pick on Wisconsin again. If any of those three backups played at Wisconsin, I could see Wisconsin being uh, you know, a favorite in the Big Ten. Because right now they're fifth, right? I think Georgia's two are the best, too. I, as as far a combo?
1: As, as far as fits anywhere else. Like, Hurts is a great quarterback, but... I think Hurts would
0: run the Wisconsin offense perfect. think so? Yeah, oh yeah, okay. I think he'd be great. I think same thing with Lawrence or Fields, for that matter. I think all three of those... The point is, all three of those guys are could be transcendent players, and all three of those guys, you put them in a lot of places. Like is Kelly Bryant... Does Kelly Bryant make Wisconsin that much
1: better? Uh, yes, definitely. But he, would you rank him sixth? Uh, if, if you were drafting quarterbacks to play for your college team this year and you had Alabama's two, Clemson's two, and Georgia's two, I
0: think Kelly Bryant might be six. Oh, f- yeah, for sure. Okay. I would probably put her 26-2. Eh, and, and I mean, uh, right. two, two and number one, from number two, Hurts number three. Fields. Fields four. and Lawrence, four and five, yeah, and then Kelly Bryant, yeah. six. But Kelly Bryant, uh, didn't he go like 14-14 in the ACC championship game to start that and they just torched Miami? I mean, Kelly Bryant's a better player than – I think a lot of people are fascinated by the new shiny toy, the tra- oh, sure. Trevor Lions. Yeah. I-, I think Kelly Bryant's And what be also guy. hurts is when that new shiny
1: toy comes and wins a national
0: championship like Tua. Then <laughs> right. people look at Yes, that hurts big yeah. time. Uh Jordan Tamu, I thought a little underrated at twenty nine. I'm fascinated by the Texas A and M situation. Uh Nick Starkle at forty two. Uh, Hask- uh Haskins, um uh for Ohio State at number twenty eight, I think, is behind uh, Stanley at Iowa, I think is. I, I have a feeling Ohio State's going to get better quarterback play than than Iowa. So I have a feeling that one. Why do you hate Iowa? I, I just, you know, their, their quarterback plays good. Um, Stanley was pretty good last only year. Only three, Pac-12 quarterbacks in the top thirty. That that seems unusual for a league that it's supposed to be built on its quarterback play. The Big Twelve, the Big Twelve and the Pac-12 combined for four quarterbacks in the top thirty.
1: Well, we talked about it in our Big Twelve yeah. podcast. There's a lot of turnover. There's not much. A lot of, you know, We think Kansas State will get good quarterback play. We don't know who it's going to be, and neither one of these guys are really, you know, they're fine for Kansas State. They'll run the system they they need it to be run, but they're not necessarily all conference
0: caliber guys. All right, so uh, anything else stand out to you about this list? Again, check it out in the magazine. It's a little bit different online. The online one is the more updated version, um, so check it out online. I, I would go Tua Tungavailoa, number one. I would go Drew Locke, number two. I would go is it weird to go stidham three
1: <laughs> no not I, at all
0: i think stidham is the is going to be potentially the first pick in the draft uh not uh, first quarterback taken in the draft um i would go will greer four laworky say it put down the scotch jake browning Ooh. five
1: looking out west
0: brian laworky six trace mcsorley seven What size
1: i'm gonna get you a laworky jersey what size
0: Justin 9 You're just calling out names. No, 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 no. Because uh, I moved out Tate and I moved out um So you don't think Khalil Tate's one of the Fitz. top ten no, quarterbacks in no, no, the
1: no. country? Do you not like 300 yards passing, 200 yards rushing in No, the no. same got.
0: You're right. I, I took out Milton. That's what I did. I took out Milton and Fitzgerald. Upon? I took out Milton and Fitzgerald. So Khalil Tate would be in there behind Browning.
1: Is Nick Fitzgerald the new Trace McSorley?
0: No, why, what do
1: you, what? It's, it's play caller.
0: No, no, you have to have a, you have to be able to throw a forward pass. Trace McSorley's good at that, oh, it's really? not <laughs> as much. <laughs> no, I would move, uh, who did I say earlier I'd move into the, t- I'd move uh, in, I'd move in uh, Brian Laworky, and I would move in um, Jake Fromm. That's who I said I'd move in. So Fromm would be 10, Lewerke, it, it would be up there with Trace McSorley. So that was a random top 10 <laughs> that I did on the fly there, sort of. Yeah, here's another one. Sam Ellinger.
1: We have 40. You know, that's Texas, we think it's gonna be him. Might have a really good year. He could be a lot higher
0: in this list. I, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. yeah. He could uh, he could easily be, you know, nineteenth or whatever um on on this list. All right. So is it Yanni or is it Laurel? I okay. Been busy at work. Sometimes I'm not busy at work and I can really just do screw around. Screw around with internet. This stupidity? Is one of those, yes.
1: So I obviously I'm, I saw that on Twitter like nonstop yesterday driving to school today with my son i heard on the radio someone's talking about it so he said you're listening
0: to our show thanks
1: no i wasn't actually listening to music It was lightning 100 okay thanks. i thought you were on vacation thanks buddy right i thought you were on vacation thanks buddy continue so my son asked me you and then he, my competitor here he, he played it um, on his phone for me and i was like it's laurel what's it's not even close <laughs> and he's like well i don't think this is the best quality one i was like i don't understand the dilemma
0: because this is my thing. It goes back to that stupid dress right. that was black and blue or white and gold. The problem with the picture that was very confusing for a lot of people that see in different color spectrums and everything is that the dress was actually a color in real life. Not the picture of the dress, but the dress itself. The dress itself was black and blue in reality. So my, my question was, where did this come from and what's the original piece of audio? Where did the original piece of audio come from? And now apparently it came from a bunch of kids who went onto vocabulary.com and typed in Laurel. So if we get to the root of this, because I've heard it a lot of different ways. Because wh- the first time I ever heard it was Yanny. All I heard was Yanny. I did I, like my wife. Wa- I, I need to surf around. And find I looked at my that. wife and I was like, "There's no L's, dear. I love okay. you, but you're insane." There's no L's. It's just Yanny. I don't think that would qualify someone as insane. It's, but... it, it's just insane because like it was. We, I was in a group of about twelve people, and like eleven, like nine of us all heard Yanny very was Like I, I'm trying to hear Laurel. I can't hear it. I'm trying to hear it. Well, apparently it's been adjusted all over the internet. So that's the problem. I must have heard the, the original. Judgment. The original copy is Laurel, pronounced, pronounced by Vocabulary. dot com. A bunch of school kids, I guess, were doing this for some project crazy or whatever. Kids, yeah. Um, so it's been. A, it, I think needless to say, to folks out there, take a deep breath. Doesn't really matter, and it doesn't matter at all. And our quarterback rankings matter. The dress is black and blue. So also. The, it's been manipulated. This piece of audio that apparently so says, good information right there. It says Yanni yeah. at a low at a high level frequency. Yeah, and it says Laurel at a like, low level yeah, frequency. I, so I, just. Just do with that information what you will and stop arguing. It's really so about stupid. It. It, it is quite. It's Dumber Than the Dress, which is more viral on the internet because like a new show on. Uh, pictures. Yeah, HGTV <laughs> dumber, dumber Than the, the Dress. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Dumber Than the Dress? I got, Mitch, I got a new show for you you need to watch. Dumber Than the Dress. Yes. I, I will watch that show, yeah, not the other absolutely. show. Absolutely. All right. So check out our quarterback rankings. Um, A, a really comprehensive list and, and tweet at Mitch Light all the things you hate about it. Um, so can I say something? It's could, your, could your be. Your podcast.
1: Um, Emotional senior night tonight. My son, Gabe, has uh, been a bat boy for Vanderbilt baseball for six years. You cannot do it past eighth grade. He's in eighth grade. This is his last game.
0: Is it frowned upon to go all the way through eighth grade as the bat boy? No. Or do most kids get out about sixth grade? No,
1: I think I think the kid he's been doing it with this year is in eighth, seventh grade. So
0: um, I'm just wondering, is there like sort of a... You can't there do obviously a is a legal cutoff. Well, it's, it's, a, it's grade. for recruiting. You know, you, you Of course, recruit
1: a recruitable athlete, so. Well, he's,
0: he's quite an athlete. Uh, I don't think he's a
1: recruitable baseball player.
0: Um, so, What's wrong with the Vanderbilt Commodores this year, by the
1: way? Uh, pitching and hitting? <laughs> yeah, th- those things. <laughs> um, so it was his last night, last day, bat boring in Hawkins Field. How many years has he done it? Six years. Probably about, you know, 60, 70 games. So, so. he started
0: at how old? Six years old? Seven years old? No, fourth grade. F- fifth uh, grade. What is fifth, it, I don't six, know how old seventh, that is.
1: Eighth. No, fourth grade. So he was, well, it's six years. He's 13, so he started seven. That's what I just said, six yeah. or seven. Seven years old.
0: That's a long time to be a bad boy at a college baseball stadium. I'm just saying, probably should why are you, out. Why are you I'm just hold? wondering if he overstayed his welcome. I don't think so. He's, <laughs> he is legendary. He's okay, good at his job. That's true. The players and the coaching staff at Vanderbilt do love uh, G-Man. He's good. So He's good at his job. He takes it very seriously, and I respect that about yeah. him. All right, anything else?
1: Um. No, that I finished watching Wild Wild Country, the six part documentary on okay. the cult. See, you just keep cutting me off. You would enjoy it.
0: No, I said okay. Okay. I wasn't cutting you off, I was agreeing with you. Okay. Sorry. I recommend it. Okay. Just because I don't watch your show Tweet at Braden Gall at Athlon. Doesn't Rich. mean that you You'll win should surprise show. <laughs> uh there will be more trivia questions. Have you based. Barry? Yeah, I'm I'm caught up on. Oh I'm, no, I'm not caught up on the latest episode. Okay, we I've only seen the first one, and people just rave about. It. We're going to. I think in. it's dark. It's dark writing, and you have to sort of understand. Oh, so you're kind of lukewarm on it. No, no, I like it. I just think I don't think it's going to be like Silicon Valley is more laugh out loud funny. Uh, it appeals more to the masses. And I watched. So I got home late.
1: Should we let my dad talk on the podcast? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got home late, and what? I had a choice. I had about thirty minutes to kill before falling asleep, and I chose Silicon Valley over Barry. I'll go back to Barry. Yeah, Silicon Valley's been
1: strong. I'll go back just, to Barry today.
0: Richard is just. Richard Hendricks is <laughs> most complicated. He just Fs everything up. He's just so uh, – it, it's cringeworthy. He, I know, Richard he Hendricks, It's so cringeworthy. He cannot handle success. All I want to know is why did they write Erlich Bachman out of the script this season? Well, that, I think there was – That mu- pisses I don't, me off.
1: I don't think it was – it was mutual. They well, got some issues.
0: Oh, really? What happened? Do you have a scoop? Hit the Google. Hit the Google oh, machine. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and I need to stop talking positively about Erlich I, Bachman? I
1: don't remember really exactly what the okay. was. Okay. All so. right.
0: I'll dig into that. Uh, that's what I'm going to do the rest oh, of the day. Oh so, okay. Have
1: you seen the movie More Patriots More randomness. Day? What else you got? Have you seen the
0: movie Patriots Is that Mel Gibson?
1: No, that's Patriot Day. This is the one about the Boston bombing. My bad. I got <laughs> the apostrophe <laughs> wrong. You idiot. It's about the Boston bombing. The uh, Boston no, I have marathon. not. Is that okay. Mark Wahlberg, right? Yeah, so it's a good movie. But so you know who's in it? Jin Yang. <laughs> he has a vital part in it. I was He's like, that's Jin Yang. I was sort of laughing when he came on the screen. He wants
0: to move back in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to move back to the house. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. I'm lonely. It's so funny. Uh, all right. Okay. okay.
0: Um, Probably need to go. Yeah. Time to go. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, tweet us, and first ones to Good luck. first ones to tweet will get some free free stuff. At Athlon, Mitch at Braden Gold. Thanks for listening, Athlon Sports Cover Two Podcast.